Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Cross Trip for the week of September 11th, 2017. This is episode 335. This week on the show, we're going to talk about Extreme Ghostbusters 20 years later. Can't believe that it's been that long. We're also going to talk about all of the Halloween merchandise that's out there, including some projectors that you can buy at Walmart. We've got some t-shirt news. We're going to talk a little bit about Ghostbusters, the trailer. Stay tuned. It's a fun one. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. The path was going to take it all the way up to like Nashville, so it was going to go all the way through uh, Atlanta and and get into Tennessee. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that hurricane. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like it's going to get to the landmass, and it's got so much power, it's going to keep going. But uh, I didn't know that hurricanes could stretch that far. Uh, they so. can, but the, the thing is, is by that point, usually they have a lot of their energy sucked out of them because they're over land. The uh, water's not there to feed them more energy. <clears throat> so, because that's that's what a lot of the, the storm is. They form over the ocean with all that. You know, you remember at school and they did all that uh, water cycle stuff. Right, yeah. Falls, evaporates, rises, that sort of thing. That, that cyclical, you know, heat exchange and all that is what forms and powers these things. So once you get over land, they all go, this is it's land rather than water rather than sucking up the water yeah but uh, the last projection they had said yeah well if it heads up florida it's gonna stay a category four basically to the top of florida and then uh we don't know unbelievable well i mean that right after uh hurricane harvey which you know i know i saw the houston ghostbusters out there doing doing all that they can like rebuilding uh roofs and roofs i guess you should say uh but you know just doing a lot of volunteer work helping repair all the damaged houses and all that kind of stuff i mean it's i don't know man well it's bad everybody at that point only the only the 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 reprobates are the ones who are like nah i'm just gonna sit here and watch yeah Um, yeah exactly you gotta do something yeah well it's um yeah, that was pretty big. I was trying to remember the numbers. I saw on the news that... So up to this point, everybody's like, Katrina was the worst natural disaster to hit the United States. Uh, and that clocked in at $25 billion in property damage. Wow. And everybody was like, oh my god. Yeah, unthinkable. The damage in Texas is uh, 190 jeez. Oh, and then you add in the fact that... Um, well, at this point, I imagine the U.S. is going to send aid, so tack on a little bit there. Uh, Florida's going to take a hit, so that's going to add to it. And the entire state of Florida, plus some. An, an entire, yeah, that was the news article yeah. this morning, is they said this is the largest exodus in U.S. history. And the, the trick is, is that this is the thing that science fiction guys used to bring up, was like, they tried to draw the parallels, like, you know, you'd watch over to the Middle East or... Uh, Eastern Europe and all that, and you'd watch all these exoduses of of people move around due to war or famine or whatever. And you try to you try to stir up 
empathy, right? You're, you tried to do that. What if it happened here? But it was a tough one. People were like, why? Yeah. Why would it happen? No frame of reference. Yeah. No frame of reference. We're here now. An entire state, one of your largest states, had to basically empty itself because yeah. if you stick around, you're, you're, you're likely to get killed. <clears throat> oh, my God. And I mean, uh, that was like yeah. the, the gut punch that I was listening to a news article. I think it was like on NPR where they were interviewing somebody who had lost her home in Houston but she was a refugee from Katrina because what they had done is they had taken people from uh, Louisiana and put them up in Texas after all of that damage so she not only lost her house in Katrina but then went to Texas and lost her house again and it's just oh my god I can't Yeah. again you have no frame of reference for this that it's happened to somebody not once but twice but um Man, I don't know. You guys have your wildfires to deal with, as do we here. Yeah, you guys have wildfires. Oregon's got this massive wildfire now. There was an earthquake down in Mexico that uh, is off the charts. 8.1, I think they said it was. Uh, Yeah. I get the feeling something doesn't want us on this planet anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel like a message. Get out. Although I did appreciate the video of the guy that was some sort of traffic snarl somewhere on a, a low level highway and I guess some guy in a truck flicked his cigarette out the window and somebody in a nearby car saw him and got out and just ripped a strip off of him it was all on somebody's <laughs> dash cam but they literally got out and gave him a lecture like a shout in his face lecture of what do you think yeah, you're doing that's how these that's how most <clears throat> of these fires continue to start is, how they start yeah yeah I mean, I know the one in Oregon was a kid was trying to light fireworks. That's the probably second most reason why all of these fires keep starting. But I think the the number one most is lightning. I think I, I seem to recall that. Yeah. Although they that may they may flip flop on that. Who knows? Because of course you know we're humans. We're kind of stupid by time. So I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the number one reason is. Well, let's put it this way: when I was in Alberta and the fires were. Uh, they had not even reached their peak, but it was already bad enough, and people were, you know, the smoke was uh, unusually being funneled back through the the mountain valleys into the greater Vancouver metro area. There, uh, the they were putting out bans everywhere, saying no off roading. Yeah, like sorry, don't yeah, off road. You mentioned that last week, like the yeah, ATVs and, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, and Facebook pages were popping. We want to drive in the back. No, it starts fires. Like, do you not? Do you not understand? <laughs> I want to go drive my. I want to go drive my bike. What are you? Thirteen? Yeah. Well, it's the fireworks thing too. Like, there's a fireworks ban everywhere because there's an extreme fire danger. I want to run off my fireworks. Well, tough shit, man. Come on. I I give. It's not an excuse nor forgiveness. We'll all allow that kids are idiots. <laughs> so. Yeah, kids well, lighting off fireworks. Sure, fully grown adults owning uh, owning twenty thousand dollar ATVs. Smarten up. Yeah, come on. Smarten up. Uh, well. Do you know why idiot kids are lighting off fireworks? Because people like you are around setting the example. <laughs> <coughs> come on. Thanks. So. Yeah, they're, they're looking up to their adult peers and being like, "Well, they're doing it, and they're told yeah. not to do it." So well, uh, the, anyway, the, the, the Texas GBs there all over the place are pitching in. So smarten up, guys. Yeah, Everybody exactly. Else up. Yeah, the Houston guys, uh, especially. I think on Twitter they've been the most active. So if you're out mm. there uh, and you're not following the Houston guys, I, I've asked them multiple times how we can help, uh, and I, I think it's just it's too tough. I think it's they don't 
quite know how to assemble something like that to have people remotely help. So, um, yeah. guess, you know, red, red cross and, you know, if you're in the area going in and, and helping and pitching in is, is the way to do it. But, uh, anyway, um, well in, le- in less important, less, um, uh, topical, less, uh, heavy to listen to on your morning commute news. Do you want to talk ghostbusters? Uh, yeah. All right. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So, Extreme Ghostbusters. You want to feel old, Chris, because this made me feel pretty old. 20 years ago, <laughs> last weekend. Wait, I, hang on. Can we just, for a, a second here, take a look at your premise of, do I want to feel old? <laughs> Let me just answer that. No. No. Then let's move, okay. let's move on to the, can it be avoided? Uh, uh, it, not if you're going to say things like, I feel old. I'm like, thank you, person younger than me. <laughs> well, I, here's, here's a cartoon sure, that's... Oh, sure, let's go there. All right. All right. Well, we're both old. Does that... <laughs> We're the Waldorf and Statler of uh, podcasting here. <laughs> well, no, it actually reminds me of the new Marin special on Netflix where he's like talking about the, the day will come when Mick Jagger will trip on stage and fall, regardless of how old and sprightly he is. The, the day will come <laughs> where he'll falter. And he kind of wants to be there to see a whole generation in the crowd go, ah, crap. Uh, it happened. Old. Oh, no. <laughs> We're dying. And he turns around and looks over his shoulder at the, the imaginary crowd. We're dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it makes me uh, We're dying, everybody. We're dying. Well, we're not, we're not dying quite yet. Although, again, like, I mean, having, having something that I feel was just yesterday uh, in the scheme of things, uh, celebrating yeah. its 20th anniversary, uh, I don't know. Maybe we are dying. May, I mean, between all of the natural force majeure that's happening and and the passage of time, guys, we're dying. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about it because it's the twentieth, and we talked about it last year. Yeah, about this time. Yeah, about this time. <laughs> same same birthday every year. Yeah, same birthday um, every year. But we were excited. It was the nineteenth, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and then life got busy, and we really um, well, we're we're observing it, but. Boy, I, I th- would have thought maybe we would have done more. We should have gotten a cake or something. But um, uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you before we proceed. How old were you, roughly, when it? I would have been uh, high school, sixteen. Yeah, junior so, high. Okay. Yeah, I was right, right on the cusp there at uh, right. you know just to be driving age. I was like fifteen or sixteen. So, and it still feels like yesterday to you, which is interesting because for me it came out literally. Three months after I made my move here to the West Coast. So I have a frame of reference that, you know, that was 20 years ago. Uh, so I kind of regard that as a while ago. So for some strange reason, the real Ghostbusters doesn't feel like it was just yesterday. Hmm. Yeah. Um, does It has a little bit of distance on it. But I mean, when's, when's the last distance. time you revisited Extreme? Because I know they're all on Hulu and I've been wanting to sit down and and watch them all. But when's the last time that you revisited the series? Um, a while ago. No, I um would have watched bits and pieces here and there. Um, 
because I have, uh, <laughs> I have, and have had for quite a few years, uh, prior to it being out on Hulu, um, some eBay purchased burnt disc set that somebody right. had ripped off of yeah. Disney XD or something like that or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't revisited it fully and I'm kind of getting that itch, but I know a couple of times, uh, and was it Hulu? Like, did we get it here earlier than you guys for some reason? I seem uh, to think you that... had it on Canadian Netflix at one point, didn't you? If no, I, no. I think it was. I think it was Hulu coming out of Canada, though. I think that. Yeah, because somebody I had seen... those really nice HD versions, and that's yeah, what I've got. Well, those is somebody were, captured yeah, those, were, those for me. Those were coming out of Mexico, I think. Were they not? Oh, uh, maybe it was Mexico. That's maybe that's what I was thinking of. So I've been meaning to revisit it because I'm starting to have flashes of episodes that I remember, but just don't remember the whole episode. So like the one with the, uh, the, the, the ghostly, uh, uh, whale hunter and all that. Right. Like, yeah. I remember the premise. I don't remember the episode or, um, uh, what you call it <laughs> comes along there. St. Patrick's day every year. And I, tend to watch i think on youtube i just sort of you know at work i'm like oh it's st patrick's day and i'll fire on the uh the one is it luck of the irish or uh yes egon's golden shillelagh or i can't remember what it's called <laughs> that's it's one of my favorite episodes egon's but golden uh, i shillelagh. like that one because evil leprechauns are always always a good one um yeah and I'm, then i to be honest i think the one it's just accidental it's not really by a design i although it is kind of one of my favorites is I just end up watching uh, the one with the golem over and over again yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Fa- faces think, of Evil, Face of Evil. Yeah, that and I think called? that's because yeah. it's very early. Like, I think that's a third or fourth episode, like, after after the teams uh, formed in the first one or two. It's one of the first things they deal with. Um, and it's uh, it's it really set the the tone difference yeah. between it oh, and yeah. real Ghostbusters. So I really like that one, but I don't know. Um, life, you know, life's full. I mean, As that- it is, I'm, I've just barely gotten the little guy to, uh, he's hit the point where he's like, you know, let's watch the real Ghostbusters. And I was like, I've been waiting five <laughs> years for this. Son, you've made me so proud. You've made me so proud. One of these days we'll probably watch the extreme Ghostbusters. I'm hoping by that point, maybe an official copy is out or something like I, that. Yeah. God, you would hint, hope hint. so. Yeah, come on, guys. Um, but that was because there was the bloody disgusting article that came out where they were talking about the R.L. Stein episode and the mm. the Lovecraft uh, inspired episode, and, and and just reading through all of those, I was like, oh my, I forgot. I mean, I I remember those, but I had forgotten about them to the point where I had sort of maybe it's the twenty years time uh, and and not having sat and just watched these successively, but you know, a lot of the details were missing, so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe are, you and I should do a rewatch together or something. Maybe, I think we should. The R.L. Stein meets Hellraiser one was inspired. Yeah. Oh yes. <clears throat> and but, I know. I know. Bloody disgusting. Just talked about it, but I think it needs to be discussed much more widely. <laughs> like in a in an area where we're already talking about yeah, a kids' cartoon show dealing with dead people and not cute Casper the ghost dead people, but you know dead people skin um, pulled to the backs of their skulls dead people no, i just mean like, i just mean in, in yeah in general like real ghostbusters is dealing with it it's like well that's kind of dark for a you know a kid's cartoon and then uh, yeah you get to extreme ghostbusters and it's like yeah imagine if the kids author kind of wrote psychosexual horror books and it, be- <laughs> it came to life let's do that 
Oh, okay. Uh, great. <laughs> Saturday, you know, for the morning, kids. <laughs> Saturday morning on Sony's TV lineup. Let's do that, right? And then, you know, Godzilla and Men in Black. It'll be perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, real Ghostbusters, uh, especially when you hear J. Michael Straczynski talk about, like, oh, we did all of these weird and bizarre, dark things that we never thought we were going to get away with. Uh, the extreme Ghostbusters is like, here, hold my beer. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, the episode with the golem, it's kind of like, they're going to fight a giant mud monster. Yeah, cool. They do that in real Ghostbusters. And anti-Semitism. What? Yeah. Really? All right. Uh, all right. Sure. I wasn't, I, I was not expecting that. Uh, were you ghost- expecting that? I, no. Were you surprised? I, was the Eddie, uh, the Eddie Izzard one? Were you surprised? <laughs> I was so surprised. I'm surprised. I've got guns. Oh my God, they've got guns. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, anyway, so uh, happy happy 20th birthday, Extreme Ghostbusters. Hopefully, we will be celebrating soon with an, an official home video release or an official digital release where yeah. uh, we can all watch them legitimately uh, together. But yeah. you know, in the meantime, uh, who, I know, who lose the place, it seems? Who lose the place? I know we always preach here that people underestimate how inexpensive... Or how rather how expensive things are to make. Like it's 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 not just a matter of having the thought. There's a lot of expensive follow through, but it kind of feels like in this case when they're running those really nice copies uh, over whatever service was showing them down in uh, in uh, Mexico or South America there that. We kind of got to be a little close, right? Like, and they're already be, digitally compressed, and yeah, yeah, like how really maybe. We know it'll take a little bit of work, maybe, but not lots of work, surely. <laughs> and as we talked about, Working we live money. in the realm of, we doesn't need to be fancy. Put, put those on two Blu-rays and chuck it at our head. Yeah. We're, we're in. God, or <laughs> even just put them on Voodoo and iTunes or something. Like it, Maybe not even a Blu-ray disc, uh, <clears throat> you know. You know, well, that would be a good, um, certainly a good way to, to kind of prime the pump, so to speak. To get them up on iTunes, and then as that money rolls in, you know, you then you know that you're kind of in a position, a cash neutral position at least, to uh, roll it into a physical yeah. disc. Well, and or then, they do the print on demand stuff now. Like Amazon has, I think, even <clears throat> Sony Columbia titles that you can order, and it says, you know, one to two weeks because we have to actually print the disc for you. Like, just do that. Yeah, um, I take that. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if there was like some. Well, let's put it this way: if 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 we live in a world where they've refaced Jimmy Stewart's old building on the Sony lot to look like a Ghostbusters fire hall, this is and renamed true. an entire production company, there's probably a little bit of leaning to put a little care and love into the presentation. But yes, in an absolute pinch, <laughs> that's like in the old days where I went. You know, I think I will write the CBC and spend one hundred dollars to get a VHS uh, tape of that one episode I really liked of. Uh, seeing things i don't know if you guys could do that you guys could write in we that used was the to be big able to do that to get the screener copies or the transcripts yeah but now they don't but, even offer uh, that anymore it's no they, they figured that they put it out to the world and it's online it's just immediately on youtube or something so they don't they don't do that anymore uh, which is funny because it does, happens anyways but it, uh yeah that's very true. Uh, look at Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, but anyway, um, anyway, let's uh, let's let's keep let's keep good with our promise of last week and um, and do a little Dragon Con recap here. Now, I, I did want to get somebody who was there on the show. 
Um, and uh, a little full disclosure: we are not recording on our usual time, so we, just, it, we didn't we weren't able to schedule it. But um, but it was huge. Re- uh, like if trying to recap Dragon Con seems like it's trying to recap San Diego Comic Con now. Like it was just such a huge event. There were so many people there, um, and a good chunk of them were ghost heads. And it sounds to me like. Um, even if, if people are not out there listening to the podcast, if you're not out there interacting on Facebook groups or, or GB fans or any of the fan groups, uh, there were sort of new people that kind of came into the fold. And, um, when I was talking to Craig about it, he said that, yeah, we met a lot of people that don't consider themselves a a part of the fan community, but they were cosplaying as the new Ghostbusters. There were a lot of Holtzmans, there were a lot of Kevins, uh, a lot of people that that enjoy Ghostbusters but aren't necessarily, you know, you, our loyal listeners that are out there that uh, listen to a Ghostbusters podcast once a week. So uh, the good news is it sounds like uh, our numbers are increasing, not just in terms of the amazing photo that they took on the stairs, uh, the group family photo, which I, I don't think I've seen a bigger photo uh, since maybe the premiere event for the new movie. I mean, there were, there yeah. were a lot of people, like 100 people there. And it five, was, um, how many ectomobiles were there? Five? Five is what I heard. I mean, that's that's so, crazy. That's so many yeah. people. That's so many people in proton packs with, uh, or I mean, not not even necessarily proton packs because there were uh, Zools, there were uh, Lewis Tullys, there were I mean, d- you name it. There were a lot of really great costumes there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm semi saying this to semi commit myself, and I say that knowing full well that if anything you know family or work comes up, I'll I'll have to drop it in a repeat, but. Uh, I think I might go next year. Yeah, same here. I, I wanted really? to go this year, but yeah. I, well, I mean, it's <laughs> what's what's the greatest film of all time? Well, let's just put Citizen Kane out of the way because everybody agrees it's very important. And then let's talk about what what the next one it's is. Citizen Kane. So, it's the same thing with with Dragon Con. It's like let's just admit we want to go every year, <laughs> but uh, more particularly this year. And uh, I think next year, I really, I really do want to try to get down there. Yeah, I mean, it just it looked like so much fun with all of it the, is. like the, it's not getting any smaller, and you know, it's the party is not lessening. PKE surge has just continued to grow every single year. So yeah, look at the photos know. of if you haven't seen them, they had a a, a dinner and uh, just tables and tables full of ghost heads, and then there was a party that night, and uh, yeah, I, I think. If if there is the closest thing to a Ghostbusters convention, I think Dragon Con has become that. You know, yeah. uh, looking back to let's even you know back when Extreme Ghostbusters was merely but a year or two old, and we were all saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if somebody did a Ghostbusters convention?" and uh, and I remember, I think one of my responses was, I don't know that there's enough of us guys. Like we'll fill a ballroom at the Ramada or something. And that's about it. Uh, I don't, I don't know that there's that many of us to, to hold an entire convention, but you know, if, if, uh, d- judging by Dragon Con, uh, the hundred people there and knowing that a lot of people that weren't able to go, uh, I, you know, I, I take that back. I'm going to walk that statement back in 1990 seven or whatever it was like i think there's actually enough of us now out there with the new movie that you know we yeah. could probably hold a pretty sizable convention that was nothing but ghostbusters yeah you count the people who are hardcore and want to dress up and all that and use that as a one in ten yeah i mean it's not it's not going to be uh 
you know, Star Wars Celebration or San Diego Comic-Con or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, but... You um, could do a, a, a horror... What's the, the horror one there in L.A.? The, oh, Scarefest or Scare... Or something? Yeah, like yeah. you could do a... Yeah, you could totally well, do that. And I know that, like, Doctor Who has their... Um, Oh, I'm blanking on, is it like Gallifrey one, Gallifrey two? Is that how they differentiate the, but it's, they, at the, one of the LAX airport, uh, hotels, they do a very select, very small convention, um, where it's, I think they only sell 300 tickets, maybe 400 tickets. And, but it's, it's a very intimate experience where they have the actors come, they have the the creators and they have some, a little bit of like a exhibit hall, but not really like some booths with, with uh, t-shirts and stuff like that. But I bet we could probably do something like that. You know, it's not necessarily, look, it's not the San Diego convention center. Obviously there's no way, man, but um, you know, something small like that. Totally. Yeah. And I think we're certainly on the cusp of if, the organizers you know pushed a little bit harder you know we might be able to uh pin something onto dragon con too because that happens quite a bit that there's a i mean it's technically already happening pke surge is happening at, at dragon con but i mean you know what i mean like there might be we might be at the point where it's pretty easy then to um you know work with con organizers to you know, bring in some Ghostbusters specific stuff to sure. go along with it. You know what I mean? Like, well, and they've, they've started now because I think, uh, this is the first time that there's been an actual Ghostbusters panel that fans, uh, you know, usually it's up, it's, it's fans that are up there. I know it's like Chase Ambrose and, and Craig and Abby and, and those guys are doing like a fan run panel. And I think they, they ran the panel again this year, but they had Eric and Dan there and they were talking about the IDW comics. So I think that's sort of, they're dipping their toes into that. I think DragonCon's going to see uh, that you could you could do a few Ghostbusters themed, uh, you know, get Steve Johnson out there and have him talk about all of the creatures, or get Richard Edlund out there and have him talk about all the visual effects. And uh, the, yeah. th- there there are opportunities there for a few good panels. So um, yeah, I, I guys, I mean, knowing the group of people that organize and put together uh PKE surge and all of the ghostbusters theme stuff, I, I reached out to them and I was like, guys, can you organize my life? Like I just, I need your help to get stuff just in order. Just keep my schedule running. And you guys seem to, to know what you're doing. So help me, help me please. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm so impressed. I'm so, um, I'm so, just just blown away by how much love and care goes into everything that they do every year. So yeah, dude, we gotta go. We gotta go. Keep next it year. keep it up and we're coming. Yeah, keep it. Don't keep don't it stop up. now. Don't don't lessen don't. the quality as soon as we get there and it's like, hey guys, uh here's your brown bags with some jack in the box burgers and uh that's it. That's all we got. Meet meeting at Boston Pizza in, in three hours. <laughs> what? No. Uh, well, pizza and beer. I'm not I'm not mad at that. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Ghostbusters, the original film, the original Ghostbusters, the OGB. Uh, something that I didn't think we would be talking about on this podcast is that the original Ghostbusters trailer is one of the most viewed trailers on YouTube. Now, I'll, I'll put a little parenthesis in there, a little parenthetical. One of the most viewed 80s movie trailers on YouTube. Um, but... According to EW, this is this is like it's Titanic and Ghostbusters and Toy Story are the three trailers that people access that are older trailers uh, that for whatever reason, there's been a resurgence that they're watching all of that, that so many people are watching these trailers. And I'm trying to figure out 
Why is that? I mean, obviously last year with the new movie, I figure a lot of people are going back and revisiting the original Ghostbusters trailer. But now here in 2017, why do you think that is, Chris? Why are so many people still watching that trailer? Why are are so many new people watching that trailer? Yeah, well, if you look at it just for Ghostbusters, I think the easy answer is it was really high profile last year just with the new movie and all that. It was a natural then that one would lead to the other just because everybody's saying Ghostbusters, 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 and a lot more people would suddenly go, I don't know what that is, or I don't remember, or whatever, and there's YouTube, and it's easy to search. Ta-da! Um, but then when you compare it to Toy Story and, and Titanic, it's kind of like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, like, why are those two there? Because... Um, you know, it's not like there's a new sto- Toy Story coming, and it's not like, uh, well, maybe did Titanic? No, that was a couple of years ago. Titanic went back into theaters. Yeah, for it was, an anniversary. It's been, it's been a while now. I know it had a anniversary return to cinemas, which I guess could maybe account to it. They didn't talk too much about what the other two had in terms of views, so it's hard to like. It could be that Ghostbusters was just a runaway huge number. Versus and then the next Toy two, Story which had, were impressive, yeah. but not, you know. So then you could look at it and say, oh, well, you know, something, you know, spiked interest in those. Or, you know, a wave of kids hit the right age and suddenly they're watching, you know, Toy Story and all that. But uh, I think they said that prior to 2016, Ghostbusters was averaging something like 50,000 views a year or something like that. And then it was tripled in 2016. Huh. I mean, yeah, the new movie, that totally makes sense. Yeah. But I, I was under the impression that it was also this year, too, that that, that momentum had continued. Oh, yeah. No, it has. Yeah. Uh, I just mean that in the, 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 the from the one year, 2015, to the second year, 2016, it's not even like it was a gradual climb. It's quite obviously that <laughs> 2016 was, you know, the thing that happened that uh, uh, that uh, saw an increase in in. in Mm, uh, I want to say visibility, no recognition, no. There's a term for it. I'm sure PR people have a term for it, but yeah, uh, awareness maybe. I think awareness, is, yeah. something like that. Yeah, of of the movie and the movie franchise, because that's the other thing too. Like the other two weren't popping up all over the place. Whereas again, with the new movie coming, uh, the secondary, uh, you know, awareness or whatever you want to call it, there popping up. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it went from full coverage of the new movie to uh, coverage of the new movie, but they would uh, really try to tie in the original movie in some way. So you know, remember Ernie Hudson was popping up all right. over the place and yeah. all that sort of thing. Lots of interviews. Hey, what was it like working at Ghostbusters? All this, uh, all of them, all everybody involved in it was was higher profile and obviously being ta- you know asking about Ghostbusters. That actually actually. I know I'm thinking on the fly, but that's because my yogurt and granola has kicked in. Um, <laughs> brain sugar. Brain sugar. Um, yeah. Like, it doesn't even necessarily... It, I think it starts with the new movie, because the new movie then drives people to go, uh, like the media, to examine the whole phenomena. So if you interview or talk to anybody with the new movie, they instantly start... It's, you know, the old movie's being talked about. But then you get to things like... Uh, and. Um, uh, you know, Sigourney Weaver and Ernie Hudson and all these people showing up places being interviewed for other things. And again, Ghostbusters comes up. But that, those are in areas where 
it's not a Ghostbusters crowd per se. Like, can you imagine how many views maybe were generated simply by the Vanity Fair covers where they interviewed the ATC actresses, right? Yeah. So yeah. all these people coming to Vanity Fair, you know, that's not a Ghostbuster fan magazine or anything like that. And, you know, uh, the they had fans from Saturday Night Live, Kristen Wiig and all that. So people are coming in to, she looks lovely on the cover. I'm going to read the article. And they're like, all right, she's in that Ghostbusters movie. And they're talking about the old one. And I don't know much about it. And suddenly I'm on YouTube watching it sort of thing. Right, so, right. Well, and I know a lot of those, like the digital <coughs> versions of Vanity Fair, when they have those types of articles and they say they're remaking Ghostbusters, they'll put the trailer, they'll embed the trailer there in the article. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it too, is the readership of... Vanity Fair, New York Times, Entertainment Weekly, whoever, and if they're all embedding that trailer in there, maybe that's where the views are coming from too. But it could be. Although I then posit that there's the the even crazier bit, which is some of these places when they digitally embed, they're embedding from their own server side. Right. They're it's not, not going using back to YouTube. YouTube one, yeah. Which which means how many uh, <laughs> like for the number YouTube has, how many more views were out there exactly? So, yeah. On top of that. Hmm. So uh, anyway, so uh, Ghostbusters very popular, um, which we well, all that's know. Good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for thank the, goodness. For the sake of our podcast, whew, good. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> but this is what you know when we we open up the the lines, the voicemail lines, and uh, a moth flies out, or we hear crickets chirping. Um, we're like, oh no, there's nobody out there. But yeah, there's there's people. There, I, we hear you. We see you guys. We know that you're out there. Um, we, we love you. Uh, all right. So let's. Um, oh, you know what? Let's revisit something that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we we had a little bit of a debate about how uh, there was a and shoot, I'm blanking on where it was. I think it was Wisconsin, uh, where there was a screening of Ghostbusters that was supposed to occur in a cemetery, and yeah. uh, there were a lot of people up at arms about it because they. They thought that it was inappropriate. They thought that it was disrespectful. They, uh, their loved ones are buried there. How dare you show a movie about busting ghosts uh, at the mausoleum? Uh, so we had a little debate about that. And Chris, you had said, because my argument was that, you know, I, I've been to a bunch of them here at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, and it's, you know, they do it on a patch of grass where there's, uh, you know, no plots of, of burials there. Uh, and they project it up on the mausoleum. So it's you know, it's okay. Sure. That's the one thing that I can understand. Maybe a little bit of, uh, maybe a little uh, macabre or, Oh, we're projecting onto the place where people are buried. But, um, but you know, it's, it, it seems everybody's respectful. Everybody's cool. And then you're also walking around checking out the gravestones for, uh, James Dean and all of these, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. And so there is that sort of Hollywood, uh, nostalgia and your, rebuttal to that chris was you're like oh well it's hollywood it makes sense to show movies in the cemetery because many people that may have worked on the movie are buried in that cemetery so uh it 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 makes a whole lot of sense well cut to here in october 2017 where the cinespia people have now announced that they will be doing a ghostbusters screening at the hollywood forever cemetery on october 7th just in time for halloween there's going to be a dj there there's going to be food there's uh some some they say surprises and usually what that means is they've got a photo booth set up where either Sony or somebody graciously donates like an ectomobile or you're taking your photo with the ecto which uh, it should should be a pretty cool um, experience 
again, I haven't seen any backlash here in Hollywood. Not a lot of people saying, oh, that's disrespectful. That's um, completely uh, unheard of. Why would you be doing that? So yeah, uh, well, I think, I think you were right. I think everybody here is just a little more accepting of it at the Hollywood Cemetery. Well, remember, um, I don't live where you are, but I do tend to listen to some podcasts that deal with the people who live in the LA area and work in your industry and stuff like that. And they talk about going to it. And from what I recall, I'm pretty sure at least night of the living dead has been shown there that opens with people in a graveyard and zombies coming out (laughs) of the ground and attacking people. Okay. So if that one can fly, I think Ghostbusters is probably okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I went to Beetlejuice there and look, look how much of that actually takes place in a cemetery graveyard. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting cultural proof, you know, <clears throat> it was very nice of them to, uh, continue the experiment for us just so we could see how our just, hypothesis panned out. Yeah. Just so we can, <laughs> th- thank you so much to the Cinespia people for listening to us and, and That's doing right. this, uh, purely for science, purely in the purely, name of science. Purely for science. Um, but now I'm just jealous cause you're going to go, aren't you? I, I oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, it's it's one of those where it's like, well, I gotta go. I have to. It's the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I gotta do this. So, um, and uh, I almost guaranteed you'll be joined by um, uh, uh, John and the uh, Southland GBs there. Uh, I put it at sixty five percent that you guys will probably get to go see it with uh, Ms. Robin Shelby and her husband. Um, oh yeah, I would imagine Robin will be there. It's you know that's that's the good uh, news is there are people in proximity who I mean yeah. maybe Ivan shows up if he's in town. Well, uh, yeah, see this this is the, this is the funny part is that we were saying like it's a town that's accepting of it because you know people worked on it and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, like I have no doubt that uh, at a minimum I think Eric uh, from Ghost Core will probably go go to it you know what i mean like it's and likely people who worked on it who still live in the la area will probably want to go see it with a crowd because again that's not something you get to do all that often yeah yeah Uh, and it's a big crowd it's usually a lot of people because they open up that whole it's a huge grass area so it ends up being like a, a concert really it's not often that somebody puts a lot of very technical creative work into something and then gets to go see it with an audience to see the audience react to it, or at least not since yeah. it originally came out. So yeah, I, I'm jealous. Uh, well, you have can come fun. on down. You, you have, you always have a couch. You always have an air mattress here. <laughs> I'm just saying. There we go. Well, maybe <laughs> your shit's on fire, yo. So maybe. Well, not. yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, you may not want to come down here, but, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so October seventh, uh, hit up the Cinespia uh, website uh, and oh. get get tickets now. Yeah, actually, now I know what I'm thinking about. Uh, they said Ghostbusters kicks off their Halloween season. Uh, the pre-Halloween movie is Night of the Living Dead. Night so, of the Living Dead. Yeah, there we I go. know that Halloween is actually they're doing Labyrinth. They're doing a whole masquerade thing for Labyrinth, and that's that's also on the agenda as well. But yeah, they the they put the on power. really good events. The power of Voodoo? The who? The power of <laughs> you do. Never mind. <laughs> oh, David. How we miss thee. Uh, hey, let's talk merch news uh, because sure. there's lots of it and we've got about 20 minutes left here. So um, I guess this isn't necessarily merch. It's merch for very wealthy people, I guess, is the way to put it. <laughs> no. Well, no, it's a collectible. Well, no, that's not. Uh, it's not a collectible. 
It's like Adam. It's technically a collectible. Yeah, yeah. It's technically a collectible, but again, for people that have the means, it's, uh, it's the yeah. Not we can't call it merch because merch is made on mass to promote and uh, monetize the property. This yeah. is something a little different. This, this is something is... different. This is so. If you have ever wanted to own, stop. Stop me if you guys have ever wanted to have this. Um, Bill Murray's jumpsuit from Ghostbusters One. And Bill Murray's Ghostbusters jumpsuit from the second movie. Mm-hmm. You now have your chance. Uh, mm-hmm. Two two separate auctions there, but also in the the uh, other prop store one where his second movie jumpsuit is on sale. Uh, there are director's chair backs, like those leather. You know, when you see a director's yeah. chair, that strip that's behind there that they usually put the actor's name on. Those are up for auction, as well as. A crew watch. Now, I I had never seen this crew watch for some reason. No. Maybe I'm oblivious to this. No, I think it's a. There is a certain uh, category of, and this falls to the merch too. Things that are so uh, rare, either by design or function or what that, yeah, you don't see them a lot. So it's like, how often do you see the Ghostbusters two silver dollar? Not that often. Not that how often. often. Yeah. How often do you see the 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 Corningware, you know, Ghostbusters one mug? Not that often. Uh, and over the years, there's stuff that, again, stuff that doesn't survive. So, for example, I've seen a tiny picture of an opened and consumed uh, real Ghostbusters Easter egg from the UK. Oh. I saw that. I saw that huh. once. I've I had never heard of it. Like the, and stuff like that happens. All the time. Um, so, yeah, that watch uh, kind of falls into the same cat. Like, because you, th- you know, you look at the, the list as it scrolls by and you're like, wow, a lot of people worked on this movie. You look at that number of people that, you know, get the watch. That's probably not everybody that worked yeah, on it. Probably the higher ups, the actors, <coughs> the, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to skip ahead, but I believe um, I, I hadn't had a, a full look at that, but you said that the write up uh, claimed that it was from one of the actors. Uh, personal PAs. Yeah, um, like they're a personal assistant. Um, and so that's that's what I'm trying to figure out here now is is that and and this is just me. I'm throwing this out. I'm not saying that this is what it is, but is that Bill Murray's gift? Is that Bill Murray's crew watch that he got from Ghostbusters Two that he like was like I don't want this and he handed it to his assistant and his assistant held on to it for. <laughs> Well, how many years now and decided like, oh, my God, look at what the prop store of London sells these things for. Here you go. Yeah, it would. The narrative seems easier that way to guess at, you know, personal assistant to Bill Murray. End of the movie, you know, has watch, maybe walks off with some of the leatherbacks, one of the uniforms. You know what I mean? Like it's these days that would never happen but in 1989 that stuff was still happening stuff was just tossed out afterwards so oh yeah tossed out been, or i mean knowing what we know of bill murray he was probably just it was given a, away it was a gift to him and he was like ah whatever here the watch definitely the uniform like i said i'm kind of wondering if maybe one person who had access say a personal assistant isn't behind all those items at that one store maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's that's that was my thinking is just just knowing that there was a common theme to them because Bill Murray's chair back is in there. There's this leather watch with a gold plated uh, Ghostbusters 2 logo on the face. Um, and then, of course, the, the jumpsuit itself that's signed by Bill. So that's the other thing, too, is like if I'm 
a 18, 19 year old assistant and I'm working with Bill Murray in New York city. And, uh, you know, he's, he's feeling generous. He enjoyed, uh, your company and he enjoyed that you helped him out, you know, Hey, here's uh, one of my costumes. Let me sign it for you. Thanks so much. Uh, have a great life. I'll never see you again. That kind of, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and just knowing well, too, like, uh, all of these actors, they go to, they go to these events and they get the, the swag bags that have, uh, watches and iPods and all sorts of stuff in there. And they usually turn around and hand it to their assistant and there you go. That's one of the perks of the job. Here's all of this cool stuff. So that, yes, well, that's know, a good that point. Would be my hypothesis. Well, we may never know. We may never know unless, uh, well, never. until we find who gets the winning bid and they get that certificate, certificate of authenticity from the said assistant and we can know who that is. Maybe. Yes. Well, I'm trying to, I actually spoke to, one of the people bidding on one of the jumpsuits. So I, I haven't checked though to see whether whether they won or How not. Oh, that's going. Uh, I think it's still going until mid September. I think there's like another week on it or another two weeks. But uh, go go check it out because there's also really great photos of it. I know all of the GB fans, the the props people have been salivating over. There's like a really great close up of the the no ghost Moogly on the original on the first movie uh, jumpsuit. So everybody's been kind of comparing that to the Inovos patch, comparing that to the patches that they've created. And um, so that's, that's really cool. And I know there was on that particular one, it's a different auction for the the first movie. That's, that's a London auction that's happening, but uh, the Vankman name badge is mounted like too low. It's kind of like down by the gut yeah. as opposed to up on the breast. And everybody's like, what is that? But there is there's a little thing in the description that says that that name badge was loose, and so what they did is they pinned it up there for the photos. And you know we've talked about this before. It's like the spirit of Halloween stuff where people are complaining that the the thrower is upside down. It's probably just the photographer didn't know there wasn't anybody on set to be like, oh that that needs to go up a little higher. Here, take a look at this photo reference. You know that. <laughs> They're just like, ah, oh, but pin that up there. Let's no take the photos and let's go. <laughs> you know? On the one hand, I'm kind of like, we live in a smartphone era. It's not hard to go. Oh, that, well, that's very true. <laughs> Bill Murray Ghostbusters and a photo pops oh, up and you're like, okay, there. right there. Okay. That, that takes 15 seconds. Let's be yeah. honest. On the other hand, uh, you know, it's the, the selling of the item is their life and job, not the movie it came from per se. So... Yeah, that's true. And the, and how what many ifs. items do they have to get through in a day that, you know, maybe they don't have that time. They had to photograph that thing in five minutes and then move on or who knows. But so. Well, uh, small, small hiccup here. Um, I'm looking through. Oh, no. Thank goodness for uh, uh, IMDb. I was going to point out that in the Ghostbusters era, even though they had already well transitioned away from the. Um, uh, movie fans, you know how you ever watch movies in the seventies and the credits like last three screens or something like that. Yeah. And if you go back prior to that, they just put the stars at the front, and when the movie says the end at the end, that's, that's it. The There's actual end. Sure. Yeah. By the eighties, they were do there was a crawl. There was a decent enough crawl, but I still think a lot of people were left on the floor. Whereas these days. Everybody that touches oh, yeah. the movie. We've, we've talked about the, the people that were not credited on the original film uh, multiple times. Yeah, I was looking at IDB and I'm like, I don't, I don't think the production assistants uh, made the cut. But being Internet Movie Database, people get to enter themselves or others, and there is one Evelyn Fitzgerald, production assistant, New York, uncredited. 
Mm. Tom Pellucci, production staff, uncredited. Um, but that all that means is like we got two of them, sort of. <laughs> um, there's a lot of others that maybe worked on it and just never. Yeah, yeah. Never bothered to get their name in there, sort of thing. So, and I don't and know. each of the actors, you know, especially the the top line, top build actors usually have an assistant. You know, Dan Aykroyd had an assistant for years and years and years. Um, so yeah, yeah or I bring mean, the, bring their own. That's another reason why back then a lot of production assistants didn't get credited in movies. Was oh, they weren't really work on the movie. The movie. They, yeah, they they were working for the the, the star. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So. So, uh, so happy bidding to all of you out there with the means. I'm looking at you, Jeffrey Shrek. Um, and, uh, <laughs> let us, I, I was going to say, uh, take picks, but that's a, that's a given. If he wins it, we'll know it'll be on. Oh Twitter. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Shrek, Adam Marish, the usual suspects that, that, uh, purchase all these things. So happy bidding to you guys and, uh, looking forward to seeing more photos of it and finding out who that cert is from. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Diamond Select Toys, they did another one of their Q&A sessions this past week. Um, and, and I love how f- frank and blunt they usually are with those. Like, hey, are you ever going to do this? And like, no, that movie bombed. No, not a chance. Or, you know, uh, there was, they, they do talk a little bit about Dark Tower, which I thought was an interesting, uh, uh, interesting little tangent in there. But anyway, so Ghostbusters was mentioned. And it mainly, they just reiterate stuff that we already know, but, uh, just for the sake of, if people out there do not know what's happening, they are doing real Ghostbusters action figures. We've talked about that a few episodes ago. We don't know what those figures are going to be. We don't know when they're coming out quite yet. Um, so, uh, in the Q and a, this is a question that was also asked in a different phrasing and it got a different phrasing reply as well. So here's, here's what Christopher L asked. He says, Will Diamond Select be re-releasing the real Ghostbusters toy line again, retro toy figures? So this is somebody directly asking them, are you re-releasing the Kenner action figures again? Um, And DST Chuck says, we have never done any real Ghostbusters toys to re-release. So he's covering his bases there by saying, like, we're not re-releasing anything I'm, I'm guessing if uh, he senses uh, Hasbro Kenner um, lawyers reading him right now, that's that's why he's putting that statement in there. Um, and but then he says we will not be re-releasing products made by other companies, but we do have real Ghostbusters action figures planned shortly down the road. So again, the things that we know. Um, I don't know why people interpreted uh, some of the news earlier that they were going to re-release the Kenner action figures. I mean, it makes it makes sense. There are the companies out there like um, Sideshow Collectibles that has been re-releasing these giant versions of the Star Wars action figures, that kind of thing. But uh, alas, they will not be doing that. Hopefully, we're going to get some clarification on what those real Ghostbusters figures are going to be probably at the beginning of next year or like February for toy fair would be my guess. That's usually when uh, we're going to get some of that kind of clarification. So anyway, so uh, diamond select fans uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll, we'll keep reporting stuff. Even these little nuggets like that one, uh, as soon as they come up uh, Halloween, just around the corner, Chris, I know you're as excited as I am probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hat tip to Ghostbusters news. Uh, this is an item. This is an actual merch item. This is something that is not going to cost you $10,000 that you have to auction on. Um, but, uh, Walmart has this great projector that they're now selling. You know, uh, it, it started about two or three years ago with these, 
you put the projector up on your lawn and it projects up uh, Christmas lights or yes. decorations or snow. Um, very, very cool stuff because for people that cannot actually hang lights, it's yeah. a great idea. It's quick, quick and dirty Christmas lights. It just projects. Yeah. It's and a little, it's a little uh, Zeppelin light show on the on the front of your house for Christmas. Yeah, and it's very, you know, the little device is very discreet. It looks like a, you know, a walkway light. It's it's very small. So anyway, so uh, there is a Ghostbusters projector that Walmart is selling. Uh, so far, I think it's only been found in Canada. So. Um, yep, I saw one the other day. Oh, you did. Yep. Did you pick it up or no? Uh, it was a toss up. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so let's see between the two giant inflatable lawn decorations. Right, that's the other thing. There's a Stay Puffed and a Slimer inflatable lawn decoration yeah. for Halloween. Five foot, a five foot tall uh, Slimer. Slimer's not five feet. He's probably half that. The, he's he's over a um, uh, a tombstone. That's how they made it five feet tall. A Slimer's f- flying over a a, uh, a tombstone. Uh, but yeah, the inflatables are 35 bucks each. So there's 70 bucks and 20 bucks for the lights. And I was like, I cannot buy all at once. <laughs> and I really want that Slimer. So, <laughs> oh, so you got the Slimer first. That's cool. The lights are really nice, but I'm not a lights on my house Halloween kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to make sure was, you know what? I'm going to grab the lawn ornament because I think those will be very popular. Uh, already they didn't they didn't even have the stay puff there uh, to pick up um, so I grabbed Slimer but then I got to thinking and I was like that that little uh, animated light gobo would be really cool in Secret Studio North <laughs> I, well you can use <laughs> just, it indoors that's, you yeah, that's exactly indoors, what I was thinking right? just uh, mount it someplace like shine it on the collection I mean again it's it's nerdy as all get out but man I kind of want to do it and it's only 20 bucks so only I, may, 20 bucks, I may return yeah and and I understand that you can switch off. So there's two modes. There's one mode where it just projects the logo up on to whatever surface you want it on. But then yeah. you can click on the floating. There's like a Slimer and a Terror Dog and, and things like that. Um, yeah, there's an Ecto, a Slimer, a Terror Dog, and a Stay Puff Head. Yeah, and and they kind of like float around. That's that's the yeah. movement and the colored lights that uh, you can either turn on or turn off. But I yeah. I want to get it just specifically for the projector of the logo. Like I'd, yeah. I think think to the Boynos when they were doing cleaning up the town. If they could have just used that to project on <laughs> in the background, then you know I, I, they spent money on uh, custom gobos and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, now for 20 bucks, we can do the same thing. Now you can just go down to Walmart and pick one up. But I'm half tempted to do a small documentary just to tweak their nose. Not because I'm mean, but just because it seems like too good of an opportunity, like too good of a joke to pass up. <laughs> With <laughs> the projector in the background. Been, and I know you guys have been working really hard for uh, nearly a decade now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to show up out of nowhere with a 20 buck light and pretend I can do the same thing. And you I'm going to do, do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so good, good Halloween stuff out there. I know that the spirit stores uh, are getting restocked as well. I've started seeing a lot of photos of people finding the proton packs and the slimers in their yeah. stores. The online stores are restocking. So it's hit and miss. I, I was in an, the position of driving home and my phone, so you know, mounted up, mounted up at the dashboard for uh, navigational purposes, and it uh, a message popped up, and it was the Ghostbusters British Columbia chat going. I just found one at my spirit, and I was like, "Well, I'm 20 minutes away from mine," and I went over. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't get their shipment yet, so it's kind of yeah. weirdly hit and miss still. 
Yeah, I mean, the Our Spirit Store is still, they, they have an entire wall dedicated to Stranger Things that there's just a sign on there that says, coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> like, Whereas I've seen pictures of the Stranger Thing wall at other stores. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's not, Spirit of Halloween has a, an interesting model this way, you know, the, they, they take over a, a empty store for a pop-up store. That's awesome, but their distribution is obviously because it's a pop-up store situation is not as rock solid. Oh as, yeah, they're leaning you know, on FedEx and UPS probably or something for the most uh, part. For that. Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, and the only thing you can do is is pop in. I spoke to the manager at ours. I mean, I mean, different managers can do whatever the heck they want, but it. <laughs> the people I talked to made it sound like there was a word coming down from no, do not take a pre-order for it. No, do not reserve it for somebody. Like when you get it, it needs to sit on your shelf for as long as it takes for sure. the first person for to, somebody to come and get it. Even if that's three hours, it doesn't matter. Like I went in the first day they opened a couple weeks back and I got myself the Slimer. They had just opened. They had yeah. their Slimer. Uh, he was sitting on the front counter because they didn't want kids breaking the arms off. And I looked at him and I said, I must take him home. Look at those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> and the manager was kind of sad. He's like, aw, it's the only one I have. Oh, they only <laughs> like, got one. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's the same thing with the packs then too. If if each store is only getting one or two, uh, that's they're what not it getting whole like. stacks of them. That's yeah. what it sounds like, which is... <sighs> kind of crazy but i think what that is is we're two months out well a little less a month and a half but yeah um remember they got caught off guard like they're now shipping the follow-up orders uh, or so that about first to. wave yeah like the first wave got theirs and now they're starting to get more out and together and all that like so there's <laughs> and the thing is these things are made in china like numbers are kind of guessed at I don't know if China can turn around emergency production in a uh, month and a not half. Not without a know? cost, right? Like they've got to yeah. re- they've got to do an assembly line. They've got to ship them on a crate, and and yeah, so I it's. Know. I mean, for good or bad, it was a huge splash online, and it may end up impacting you know the uh, the eyeballs in stores situation. But so well, but if anything, it's taught them something for next year, maybe. You know, maybe yeah. they'll decide next year. Oh my God, people really want the Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's do more. Let's uh, let's take up Chris and Troy on their offer to help design a little store within a store and do, yeah. do some Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah. merch. Or or maybe answer Chris's email. That'd be good too. <laughs> so yeah, they're not really their social media is not really good at responding to stuff either. Uh, I've oh well, that's that's not true. Either, their but. social media is great because every time I go, guess what? <laughs> you told me to go email them again, and nobody's replied. This is the fourth time, and they're like, oh. Oh man, just keep trying. So social media talks to me. Whoever's ma- manning whoever's the, the customer email. support email, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much. Although if it's anything like our uh, at my office, you know, our social media that I man, I've got a lot of people that do interview requests, and I'm like, oh yeah, just email our contact email, and then I look at our contact email, and it has like 500 emails every time that are new. <laughs> so maybe it just keeps getting buried in there. But maybe. Well, it's busy. It is. It is the busiest time of the it's year. Their, it's their so. busiest season. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think if they've held on to these uh, rights, and it looks like they have, because I mean they have, you know, a small Ghostbusters section that they've been, they've had for the last couple of years and all that. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's a given that, you know, they'll say, well, let's do it again next year, and they'll revise the numbers. Like they'll go, well, anticipation was much higher than we expected last year, but this will be the second year, and they'll, you know, they'll do some 
actuarial spreadsheeting and decide on a number, they'll be like, I guarantee part of it will be, well, we want to make sure every store has, you know, At least a, a, a display of them, yeah. right? And uh, and then they'd say, and let's count on what ten percent of the hardcores that missed out last time or second guess themselves and want to do it this year. Sure, they'll buy buying a second one or and, yeah, yeah. So. or or even uh, hey, for those that that pre-ordered, let's put something else together. Let's do a PKE meter or a trap or a trap. something. Yeah. yeah, well, at seventy bucks for the pack. Yeah, trap. What thirty? Yeah, they could do like a thirty dollar trap and a twenty dollar PKE, PKE meter for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So. And, um, and the punchline is, is those you wouldn't necessarily have to scale down. The pack is just a big, big item, but yeah. uh, you Everything know, else traps. could be full size, one to one. Yeah, yeah. Let the let the um, <laughs> the prop snobbery wars begin over that one. But uh, that, well, that yeah. that'll open it up. Like going back to Dragon Con, the number of new fans and all that sort of thing. This just opens the gates to more people, you know, putting on the uniform and and you know, wearing the colors, so to speak. And I'm yeah. fine with that. Well, and it doesn't diminish the value of, of the hours and, and no. days of hard work that you've put into your pack that's completely accurate, that has the real clippered valves on it, that, you know, it's it, the fact that that guy over there is wearing the spirit uh, pack, it's it's not hurting anybody except for, you know, uh, any, anyone whose uh, eye starts to twitch when you're like, not screen accurate. That's the only, <laughs> only person that it's hurting. Um, you know, they're out there, they're having fun, they're... They're showing off Ghostbusters, and it's a lot better than those inflatable packs, guys. Let's be Absolutely. honest. Like, if you want, and if if you want something that's kind of insulting to the fandom, it's probably those inflatable packs, the inflatable really. ones, right? Yeah. Um. At, and the funny part is, is there's actually a fairly large contingent of the the serious uh, fan community, people who likely already, uh, some of them I've seen already own packs and stuff like that, that they've taken these upon themselves. They're like hobby kits to them. The minute they got them, they started, well, I'm going to make my own thrower, so I'm going to take that off. And, you know, guys who have torn apart the electronics and go, well, that's not bad, but if we want to improve it, we can do this. And other people right. are like, it's not black, it's kind of a gray whatever. So I took it into the shop and I painted it. You know, they're doing all the stuff that they do on the $2,000 packs, $3,000 packs. They're doing it to the slightly smaller $70 pack to up, you know, up its game. Yeah, totally. Right? There's guys, they're doing the whole thing. They're like, yeah, so I put the silver spray paint uh, layer on there, and then I'm going to put the black on, and then I'm going to give it a little bit of beading so it looks like real metal. And I'm like, that, oh, my God. That's okay, awesome. sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> take all the tricks. And that was one of the things people said. Well, the thrower, you know, it's small, too. It looks kind of dinky. And it's one of the first thing everybody went. It's like, for people who are like, I cannot buy a full pack kit, but I could maybe afford, you know, somebody's resin thrower kit and same yeah. deal they're like i'll keep the small pack and i'll put a really cool thrower on it done like, done yeah i mean that uh, i saw somebody i can't remember now if it was on gb fans or if it was just on twitter but they took they took the spirit pack and the maddie collector thrower and they married <laughs> them together and i was like oh that's such a oh that's brilliant why good, not right? good idea man <laughs> i'm a bigger guy too i kind of have a half-assed idea where i want to get two of them and i just want to turn them into like shoulder pads <laughs> I want to walk around with a, a PK a proton pack. pack, proton pack on each shoulder, and then a thrower in each hand, <laughs> or maybe mount them to my forearms. Like yeah, the, there you go, the gunslinger, like the, <laughs> the proton slinger. 
ridiculous nice i may have to do it now it's so ridiculous i may have to do it <laughs> it just has to happen um <laughs> all right well we're, we're running out of time so let's let's talk t-shirts here really quick uh t-shirts t- so 80s tees uh they're selling t-shirts they're about as expensive <laughs> as the prop auctions but that's a different yeah. story altogether be 80 at the price they're selling them at it's more like 80s t-e-a-s-e it's like come <laughs> on that's a great shirt but 35 but, bucks oh, anyway so um yeah they have these great uh, you know they got the real ghostbusters license uh almost a year ago now so it's been a while um oh no actually it's only been a few months now that i think about it it was like comic-con but so uh but they have put up some new designs they've got some great character shirts for egon and peter and They've added just the logo shirt and, and, and a lot of really cool real Ghostbusters t-shirts. So uh, check out 80s tees, but be ready. You've got to drop a pretty penny for these these t-shirts. I know that there are some coupon codes out there if uh, if you search around uh, like yeah. Honey and a, a few of those places will help you save a little bit of money. But uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty hefty. Be aware that uh, 80s tees right now also has some sort of pop-up uh, wheel of savings thing too. So even if you can't find one, Maybe you can get a, a randomized coupon uh, sent to your email address. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you spin a wheel, and it well, actually it doesn't even send it to your e- uh, thing. You spin the wheel, and it pops up. Uh, oh, it does. Right there, oh, right I thought there. that it sent it to your email address. Ah, it might do that as a backup. I okay. don't know. Uh, I will say though that if you can go to different machines or uh, and have different emails, you know, <laughs> I'm not advocating <laughs> it, but you might be able to. Take a couple extra row, uh, uh, spins of the wheel there to see if you can yeah. up the um, bend the system to your will. Up, you know, maximize. It. You know, five percent discount. Maybe if you can get yourself fifteen percent, that'd be slightly better. Yeah. But, uh, uh, it's. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I had to just get up, dust my hands, and walk away because it's thirty-five bucks basically for the extra large on down. And then I decided I like I take a two XL. And frankly, I kind of prefer the shirts to be long. So I was going to get it. I was like, oh, I'll take a 2XL, uh, you know, uh, tall. And th- and they went, great. That'll be 50 bucks. I'm like, whoa, uh, US. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I'm walking no, no, away no, no, now. No. Goodbye. Oh, unbelievable. Um, yeah. So Oof. once once again, I, you know what? I have to maybe call crap on this. Not for my own sake because I'm, I'm the middle of the, the size wheel. But I know over the years I've made shirts for proton charging and got contacted by people. So for the you know the 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 larger end of the the sizing chart fans out there and all that, they get hosed. Like I didn't yeah. even bother to look at what a, a you know a three XL or a four XL or you know heaven forbid a you know four XL tall or something like that would cost. And I'm kind of, I'm sitting there going, the print and the assembly is kind of the the cost there not the material not the material I, I, yeah i'm a little lost how it jumps 20 bucks yeah that's you need to throw on some extra material there like it seems like it's a bit of a disingenuous jump and 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 i think what pisses me off more is i think about it and i'm kind of like i can see the accountant that's going yeah well what are they gonna do be naked i'm like you're right like they, <laughs> they got it people gotta be dressed you're but captive. i'm kind of like that's kind yeah. of like the same way it's going, you know. Hell of a drought out there. Be shame if that liter of water was fifty bucks. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. Well, and you look at you go to the clearance racks at uh, Target or wherever, and what's what's usually left are the two XLs, three XLs, because you know, not that many people uh, need the the larger, larger sizes. No. Uh, yeah. So make them the same price. Why why are you making those people pay more too? Like, come on. 
Now that said, I, I realized now I should have kept my mouth shut until I found out uh, what our own actuarial accounting well, had, de- had determined for our own purposes. You mention that because I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of expensive t-shirts, uh, no, yeah, I, I know a lot of people out there. We do have one uh, loyal listener who uh, I, I'm paraphrasing, but on Twitter he said, look, I'm going to be Ford. When the hell are we getting this shirt? And I, I was like, I know we're, we're working on it. Um, but so the, the cross rip t-shirt is uh, long in the making. We actually have an update for everybody. We have a sample coming down from the printer as you are listening to this. Uh, and once we <laughs> once we take a look at that, once we sign off on that, then we will open it up to you guys. Uh, it will not be $35, I promise you. <laughs> oh, but uh, but it, it, it will be a, a, a little pricier. It'll probably be in the like $20, $25 range is I think where we're, we're going to end up at. But I'm okay with that. That's friends, fellow listeners. I think that's a reasonable um, uh, specialty shirt. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to Walmart, you kind of expect bulk prices. But uh, yeah, these you know, are these are going to be limited and uh, artisanal. Art, they're artisanal, yes. And and uh, you so far, if you have been following the T-shirt saga, you have only seen the front. I'm just going to throw that out there too. So there is a little bit of a price increase because there may be something on the back too. Just you know, think think about that for a second. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are coming. Uh, hopefully, we will have an update on that uh, in the next week or two uh, once we get that sample because then yeah. the floodgates may open. Then we're ready to go. But uh, yeah, so Crossrip T-shirt coming soon. Start saving those pennies now. About $20, $25. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, another uh, lean Saturday morning show. I think we're well. Okay, we're a little over an hour, but uh, you know, I think when we when we record in the mornings, man, we're just we're going. We're like running and gunning. We got this. We're we're energetic. You had your yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll have to do yeah. this more often. I I don't know if anybody can tell the difference or not. Frankly, uh, <laughs> everybody else is like, you guys don't sound as sleepy again. What's the yeah. deal? <laughs> we'll it see. happens. It happens. But uh, yeah. what uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts for for this here podcast episode? No, I have no final thoughts. I'm just kind of enjoying life right now. Halloween season's weekend. coming. Yeah, I sat down and I I went out to take care of some household errand shopping, and uh, local London Drugs had Salem's Lot on Blu-ray for ten bucks. So Salem's Lot. Oh I man, snapped that one up. I really wanted yeah. to watch it when uh, Toby Hooper passed there a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, yeah. What? And then I started watching it, uh, for people not familiar with it. So Stephen King, so if you went and saw It and all that and you really liked it, I was like, Which this a lot one of you people should, pro- did. Yeah. should probably check this one out. Uh, made for television, 
which kind of gives it but toby hooper kind of did pump it up a notch like it is doing some stuff that you know the the 19 you know made for tv in 1979 or 1980 yeah i don't know he did he did something different there's a reason toby hooper is you know uh you know not lost in the sea of uh television director names in there he did manage to uh, make a name for himself but um it's creepy. It's long. It was a two-parter, like over two nights, so it's oh, three, it was one of those, three hours. Yeah, Friday night, Saturday oh, night. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's for something that showed on television. It was it genuinely creepy and scary in a couple places. Like, like again, all credit to Toby Hooper. He did some stuff with what amounts to a low-budget uh, little uh, vampire movie. It was really, really good, actually. I watched it again. I was watching it going, yeah, creepy. <laughs> and I was like, well, why do I remember this as being scary? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> that child is clearly a vampire. Do not open the window. <laughs> like, is this... Um, you were fully engaged in the horror film. Fully engaged, yeah. yes. And not only that, it's always fun to watch Stephen King's stuff and watch his uh, favorite threads come through different things sure. right so yeah. so for any of us who uh you know familiar watched uh, needful things so the idea of the, the 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 idea of the cursed uh gift shop uh antique store do you know have you the seen mon- needful the, things? Mon- the monkey's paw stuff mon- like that yeah. yeah exactly if you or if you if you haven't but you saw you know rick and morty yeah. has the war with the, the the magic uh store owner yeah that sort of thing um that's something that comes up in his movies a lot is the antique dealer sort of thing. So in this one, the 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 Renfield, so to speak, of the vampire is played by David Nivett, and he's opening his antique shop. And they like to show the name, you know, Barlow and Straker, fine antiques. And I'm sitting there watching it going, I was going to call it Wantful Stuff. <laughs> but then I thought, no. Nah, he's like, <laughs> like, it's, it's like, there we go. And I drive a car, a Cadillac, because Stephen King is not aware of anything else Detroit has made. Um, <laughs> things like that, like you just see, and it's it's in Bangor, quote unquote. Although I'm pretty sure it was shot in, uh, you know, somewhere's on the way to Santa Barbara or something. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's probably just outside of L.A. somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of, it's like yeah, I that's see what you're going Maine. for, but that's that's Southern California light if I've ever seen it. <laughs> Uh, that's the funny part is being able to identify. You know, you've watched a lot of TV and movies when you can identify movies by the quality of the light. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a, a, but yeah, Maine shows up a lot uh, and that sort of thing. And it's, like I said, Halloween, uh, it's out in theater. So, you know, fans. And, and just destroying at the box office right now. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, apparently going to blow their estimates out of the water. So that's a good one. That's yeah. pretty good. I, um, yeah, other than that, I'm just kicking back. I finally, like, a lot of stuff fell in line. I finally found a uh, a, a backpack carrying case for my laptop that actually works. Um, as discussed at the top, of, to bookend the the podcast, I'm getting old. Uh, so I had um, <laughs> I had a, it's a, I have a 17 inch uh, Republic of Gaming laptop which i need for work right i don't need a, a thin fancy business one i need a i need a, a graphic work yeah, you need a gaming machine totally a gaming machine to lug around and uh very hard to find because if you like look online they're like yeah it'll you know 17 inch i'm like yeah notebook i'm like no no that's not gonna work um you know it's, it is it's funny <laughs> pc world all the games are for us mac world 
all the backpacks are for you. Um, <laughs> so I, for the longest time, have been using an, uh, an old shoulder bag because that's usually what we were consigned to. Right. A, a stupid shoulder bag. And that's that throws everything off, right? Like, you're carrying a heavy, throws my back out. And I'm like, I need, a, I need something that has backpack straps and all this. And then you get into the realm of sometimes I find a yeah, 17-inch, you know, Uber you know, laptop holder for you techno nomads. And I'm like, great. And it's like, and it's, you know, wired. So you can put your phone here and put the hip. No, I don't want to plug. And there's a solar <laughs> panel under No, I don't need a I solar panel. I just pan- want a bag. And you can uh. plug it into the wall, the battery pack. Well, no, I just, ah. <laughs> but anyways, I found a company called eBags and they have one and it's compact. It holds the laptop perfectly. And not only that, they even devised a, um, uh, there's a hard case at the front bottom of it that's for the power brick and cords. But since I, for the unless I'm traveling, I, I I have I have a duplicate brick at home and at my office, so I don't have to carry it around. I just go where I'm going and plug in. So it's the perfect size for what? The little uh, Zoom recorder that the podcast is recorded yeah. on. I have this perfect spot to put that and some batteries and a mic and a tiny cord. It's great. So perfect. I'm just look- Oh, that's awesome, man. All right. Well, let's finish on Ghostbusters, though. The one thing that wasn't on the rundown I forgot to mention. Did you watch that little video of the guy about Ghostbusters, a movie about nothing? No, no. What was this? I didn't see this. We well, let's let's uh, pin it and we'll do it next because it's yeah. Let's time. come back to it. it. Yeah. But he's a he's a I don't know. He obviously studied film because he was talked about his his class film studies class. I don't know if he's he's like just the a one perfect now, shot guy or yeah. But he was talking about how the the professor kind of blew their mind by saying that uh, all movies are about something except Ghostbusters. And he clarified, he doesn't mean like the plot, you know, for, you know, for guys wear science suits and bus ghosts and all that. Like it was, he means uh, theme, subtext, <laughs> character arcs. And he walked through it and he's kind of like, they kind of don't. And I'm like, hey, you're kind of huh. right. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. I'm still Small chewing business it. Small ventures is not really a theme, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, it's funny. He he, when he started thinking about this, he did open it up. Like he kind of read around what people were saying, and then he like, I guess he maybe has Twitter or something. He asked, and people put forward their thoughts, and he kind of went through them, and it was like, yes, that's a you know a good suggestion, but n- not because. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Let's put a pin in it. We'll, it feels yeah, like it's something that it. once let's... you've seen it, we can talk about it more. Yeah. And I know. The minute I posted it, uh, we had one person that disagreed because they, again, uh, which was fine. They, they had a couple of, of thoughts, and I didn't have time to go through it and match it to the other guy's thing. And then one person that completely missed the fact that, A, uh, he said it wasn't about plot. <laughs> he was talking about something else. And, B, <laughs> that it had nothing to do with answer the call. Like, this guy went from uh, zero to, I bet you this douche thinks that Answer the Call is the greatest movie uh, since whenever. And I'm like, you, thanks, missed internet. The, <laughs> yeah. you missed the bit where he literally says, I could be wrong. This is just my interpretation. Please send me your thoughts. Like, again, yeah. so good academic. He's left the door open to discuss. And B, it did not change the fact that he loves the movie, nor did he say it makes the movie bad. Oh. He actually spends time going, because of this, Ghostbusters is kind of unique. He's like, all movies, by and large, have um, are about something, either from good movies all the way down to bad movies. Like, he, he talks about, uh, he pulled the room up. He was like, even the room 
has you know has its its theme to it yeah and and he's like but while there are probably other movies that are about nothing we can't think of them offhand ghostbusters however is like a well-known and beloved classic and it's about nothing and he's like and it doesn't affect it in any way it's a great movie it still works but how odd that it's this strange little Huh. You know, it's like running into a what's the is it O positive the super rare blood type people? The it's boy, like yeah, that. yeah. Well, I so, mean, there was there was Seinfeld the whole show about nothing, so you know, it, it's it can be done out there. But yeah, let's nine, let's come back to nine, that next week. Nine, I wanna, nine season of those characters did not have an arc or develop in any nothing. way, shape, or form. Doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, so so I'll, I'll send you the link. It's on the yeah. Let's eight. let's play. We'll play that on the air next week, and then we can sort of uh, debate it a little bit more. But if you have so. watched the video and if you want to chime into the discussion, uh, drop us a voicemail and. Uh, Give us give us your rebuttal or your thoughts about that video, and we'll 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 inject you guys into our debate next week. Let's do that. <laughs> as a, as a small caveat, I'm like, please say that the how long the video is when you call and leave your message, so at least we'll know. That's my small test to make sure people have watched the video. That you watched the entirety of the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't want people sending in with their their thoughts on the the thing based on my half paraphrase yeah, you gotta idiot rambling do the assessment you know watch <laughs> uh, watch the entirety of it and and uh, we'll, and we'll come discuss join it us. next week yeah. yeah all right well until then everybody we'll see you on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip visit us at protoncharging.com ghostbustershq.net and stillplayingwithtoys.net hey, you could be one of my two favorite shows you're kidding me oh great what was the other one Bassmaster, it's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week, though, careless pets. Weird. I think that was the best one yet. <laughs> it was. It was.